Hello, everybody. I'm Rocka Mike, and this is Rob Rossi, and welcome to Conspiracy 420. And today we have a very special guest, uh, another flat earth expert, driving you people crazy with flat earth, but this could be the best one yet so far. We have Shelly Lewis, okay? Oh, definitely the prettiest. The prettiest, that, that's for sure. Okay? Sorry, Mark. Sorry, Dave. No comparison. All right? But... Uh, Thank you for coming on, Shelly. Appreciate it. Yeah. And flat Earth expert. But when I did my research on you, I found quite a bit of very interesting credentials. Okay. Mm -hmm. Says here that you are a licensed holistic practitioner. You are a certified lymphologist. You are also a vegan chef, a photographer, and a co-director and co-producer of the documentary Plant uh, the plain truth, excuse me, the plain truth, which you're still working on, right? Right. So it's actually, I'm not co-director anymore. That okay. was like another fiasco that I got involved in. I, um, okay. I did hear but, about that. You hear about that too, right. Yeah. 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 We actually, uh, we, I am a director now. I'm a sole director of a documentary. Mm -hmm. um, you can find me on flatsmackfilms.com. And um, we'll be doing a flat earth. We're actually in the post-production right now. So... Uh, but yeah, no, we're done okay. filming, we're editing. Yeah, it's awesome. We might need to do a couple pickups or whatever, but no, I'm a director and a producer uh, for a documentary on the flat earth. It's no longer called The Plain Truth, or it might be. We're still working on a title, but uh, people can find us on flatsmackfilms.com. Okay, yeah. so that's fantastic. And, and, and you did this documentary kind of as a response to the behind the curve which is on netflix that everybody's seen because on that you know we watched it and it, it was a hit piece on you guys basically absolutely so you kind piece. of made a you know flat earth people making a flat earth documentary right this is a grassroots documentary we wanted to tell our story we are sick and tired of you know ball earthers or people who want to do a hit piece on us trying to portray us as being complete blubbering idiots. Not that everybody was portrayed that way, but at the end of the day, that's how it felt. And we're like, hey, you guys left a lot on the cutting room floor. So we want to tell our side of the story and we want to give people the truth. Right, right. Oh. Now, before we get into that, okay, we're going to go back in time a little bit, Shelly, for you, okay? Sure. And one of the, of the many credentials that I saw on you, you have a bachelor's of science degree from West Point. Yeah. You were in the army and you jumped out of planes. You were a paratrooper. I was. Okay. That's well, thank, I always thank veterans for their service. So thank you. Okay. Thank you. But that's fascinating. And um, she's too hot to be jumping on the plane. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's true. That's true. But what now, when, when, when you were in West Point, you had aspirations to be an astronaut. Is that correct? That's exactly right. I went how, in. How did you How did you come to that decision? I know it was um, well. When I was twelve years old, I met Alan B. Shepard. I went to space camp, and I knew from that day on I wanted to be the first woman to walk the moon. Um, and so I followed Alan B. Shepard's life, and he went into the Naval Academy. And I knew kind of that I wasn't big on boats. Um, so I thought West Point because Buzz Aldrin went there, and so I really focused all of everything I had to get in there. And it was a definite, um, you know, talk about uh, having people be against you. Like, oh, it's really impossible to get there. Don't even try. You're just reaching for the stars. You know, there was a lot of people. I've always encountered opposition. 
So I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. And then we can talk wow. about it later when I graduate. So yeah, that was my goal. And I, I love my country. Um, I always, you know, whenever I'm proud to be an American song came on, I would just start bawling. I mean, I was very, and I still am passionate about freedom. And so that's why I joined the military. And so jumping out of airplanes was, you know, nothing. I thought, let's that's, do this. It's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you know, I guess there weren't that many women in West Point, right? No, about 10%. So the attrition rate was pretty high with my class. I was class of 96. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, we graduated with like 80 women. So um, uh -huh. we were the 20th graduating class from women to even go there. So, yeah, it was definitely a wake-up call for me. Um, it taught me a lot. I learned about, um, you know, the general doesn't know what the private, I mean, the private doesn't know what the general is doing. There's a lot of compartmentalization in the military, but um, it was definitely an amazing experience and um, challenged me quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Sure. Now, I've heard stories about West Point and, and uh, how they treat the cadets, okay? And they're mm -hmm. tough, okay. Um, yeah. I'm sure you know that. And 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 they still there's kind of hazing involved, right? They still do yeah, that. The hazing do they, do they, yeah. How does that work with women? I mean, it could get a little crazy. Yeah, you know what's interesting is um, I tell the story that a lot of times the women were harder on me than the men. Um, a lot of the, the guys there were like my brothers, and we, you know, we helped each other out. There was a phrase, "cooperate and graduate." Uh, but prior to going to West Point, I enlisted for a year. I was enlisted, so I went in with this idea of what it's like, um, you know, to kind of be at the bottom. Um, and then, you know, you one of the things I learned was like you learned how people were going to be good leaders and how people were going to be bad leaders and what kind of leader did you really want to yeah. be at the end of the day. And so uh, there was hazing. I'm used to that. Yeah. I'm used to uh, people screaming and yelling at me, calling me bad names. I, I mean, whatever. Like, it's nothing. So... Um, but yeah, there there is that. But I, again, I will say, you know, so my my maid of honor in my wedding, she was a you know, she was one of my roommates at West Point. So not all women were like that, but the ones who were, they were tough. And so that's just kind of how it goes. Now, do a lot of women make it through it, or do they? Is it kind of a high dropout? How does that? I, that's a good question. I think it's a high dropout for everybody. I mean, it's really, really tough um, to be a woman in the military. You know, of course, it takes a um, I think it's tough for anybody. Um, so where there are more women. Yeah, we had a pretty high attrition rate. Like we had about 20 percent probably drop out my my graduating class. And so it's 10 percent. So, you know, you, the women there is like one woman per 10 men. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very big on, um, I wouldn't necessarily say equality, but you know, if a woman can do it, then freaking let her do it. If she can't do it, then don't let her do it. You know what I mean? So- And, it, and everybody, had kinda, everybody kinda had equal standards, pretty much? Uh, pretty much, <laughs> had, yeah. You know, I just, you know, at my position right now is that, um, I don't really, it's a different army. You know, it is really a different army. When I was in, it was different than it is now. Yeah, it's so, totally different. It's like, it's yeah. Like yeah. What, what I find, and I don't know if, if you'll agree, but I'll, I'll, I'll give my opinion anyway. Yeah. Is, is I, I see the military, I have, a, I have great respect for the military, all, all the branches, okay? Anybody that joins, I, I definitely have respect for. 
Um, but I, I think the government and, and certain parts of the government treat the military like a, uh, like a social experiment. Yeah. Okay. And they, they try to get, you know, everybody, they want to be diverse. I get that. That's fine. Um, but I think it's done to a point where it's like just one big social experiment and it takes away from our readiness and things like that. Now we're the greatest military on earth, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's what I see even with that. But, uh, I just think that there's certain aspects that politicians try to use the military as a political oh, yeah. wedge against a each weapon. other. Yeah, you know, weapon, right? Definitely. Exactly. And, and uh, I feel bad sometimes for the for the people serving because they just want to serve their country. All right, they don't want to be on the front page of some, you know, newspaper, some newspaper or whatever, <laughs> or some internet right. site that, you know, about their personal life, you know, whatever that might right. be, okay? Right. Whatever right. persuasion you are or whatever. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's like they they use it as a social experiment. I think that's wrong. Do you agree? Wow, that's a good question. I definitely think that, um, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a different military than when I was in. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I will say is that these soldiers, they go over five, six, seven, 10, 12 tours. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me is insane. I, and I agree. So much, um, you know, of course, I think like the military uses the soldiers as like experiments. They're going to be the first ones to get the COVID vaccine. Um, yeah. You, yeah. you know, that human testing and things like that. Um, you have these soldiers who are doing, you know, again, insane amount of tours and they're, morale is you know there's a lot of depression there's a lot of suicide yes. there's a lot of post-traumatic stress and so it is just a different world you never heard that before you know world war one you didn't have multiple deployments you did your tour no. you did it you were out and you were you know done well, Not do, you, do, do you do you think that to solve that problem there should be a draft no no not at all no, I think there should be no draft for a man and no draft for a woman. Really? That's, no, I don't believe in the draft at all. Yeah, I'm, never, draft. I'm very, very passionate about no draft. Okay. Um, because here's the bottom line. If you have soldiers who don't want to be there, right? That's the military. The military always says that. They always say that they want people that want to be there. Want to be there. Not yeah. Be there. And they say yeah. that the way the way the I, I've heard how the way the military is organized now a draft would be very very difficult okay uh yeah. to do, um but it all depends there might be some people that join it they're going to be other people that don't join it right but but right. i feel like because of of what you just said about people re-upping five six seven times i think that uh there's two problems with that obviously what you said about the, their mental health okay but also, I feel that you're creating kind of a, a military class, almost. Okay, oh, which I, you know, most of the people volunteering for the military come out of the Midwest, the South. Uh, you don't see too many people East and West Coast, but you do. I'm not saying there's none. Yeah. But but I say for the most part, you see people from the South, people from the middle of the country. Uh, they seem to be mostly interested in in serving. Yeah. And I think that because it's there, it's just those people, you're creating kind of a military class, which 
historically can be a problem. Okay. Mm. You look at look at Germany, Prussia, go back to that yeah, stuff. Never okay, it, that that's that's kind of <laughs> I'm not saying that could happen here, yeah. but I, I just think like a hundred years down the line, okay, because you you those are the people that are interested in serving. But then again, this country may not be here in a hundred years the way that we're going now. I know. It's we'll, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, okay. You know, the way things are yeah. going. But, um, so, jumping out of planes. When yeah. did you find to be a paratrooper? How did that go down? Uh, well, um, it was my senior year in college. And well, at West Point, you have to either choose air assault school. So you repel out airplanes. And I repelled off of um, you know, cliffs and things. We did mountain climbing and stuff like that. Um, or you could jump on airplanes. Um, uh, or the other one I think was just uh, like series school or something like that. Um, and I really just thought it would be so cool to jump out of C one thirty, C one forty one, with these yeah. people, Charlies. That you know, you fall like a sack of potatoes. It's not like you land on a dime. Like they teach you how to fall. No, there's, so, there's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a way to do it. So I just got interested in it, and I was in uh, Delta Rock, Fort Benning, Georgia, mm -hmm. and I, um, you know, it was it was a great experience. So I'm a five jump chunk. Did you did your family and friends wow. slip out when you told them you wanted to do that? Well, it's kind of a requirement, you know, you have to graduate with that. But um, oh. I think they thought, why would you jump out of, you know, the joke is, why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane, you know? Yeah. And then it was funny because I, for the longest time, hated flying because I thought I'd much rather have a parachute in case this thing goes down, you know? But um, yeah, so it was fun and I I loved it. Now, uh, I, did, I did read that you were let out of the military because you developed lupus. Is that correct? That's correct. I was medically okay. discharged. That's, and that's, that's a tough thing to live with, right? It absolutely is. And yeah. so it changed my whole life. It changed sure. everything. And I fought really hard to, um, you know, get better. And um, I've got, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars trying to, how to get better. How can I get better? Because I was running from doctor to doctor and this kind of ties into the whole, you know, question your sources. Um, because, you know, I kept going from doctor to doctor and no one could help me. And it wasn't until I actually stepped outside of the box and started looking into like, wow, diet and juicing and things like that, that actually pulled me out of a really dark hole and I got better. And so it really begged the question of, um, and I'm not perfect. I mean, I'm still not there. I will never be 100% before I went into the military. I'm still fighting every day to try to get better. You know, I uh, constantly, it's a battle. Um, but I've gone through a lot. You know, I've, I've done natural remedies and things like that. And it's actually pulled me out. So um, I'm not 100%. But if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be alive today. And so that started me on this rabbit hole of when every time I'd go to the doctor, I'd get more and more drugs. And these drugs would have side effects to the point where I'd need more and more drugs for my liver was was failing or um, these drugs had, you know, stomach cancer side effects and things like that. And it was just like unbelievable to me. And then you start following the money and you see that these pharmaceutical companies make so much money on you being sick. So where's the incentive for you to get better? There is no exactly. And so that started this whole rabbit hole of hey, maybe we should really question things. What's wrong with that? Um nothing. Yeah. And so that's kind of what you know led me to flat earth. Uh, that was the beginning. Yeah, so. now now <laughs> how did you how did you how did you come across that? Okay. I mean it seems like 
you were a, you know, uh, 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 I don't want to say typical because I, I don't like that word, but I just say, okay. uh, you know, you, you decided to join the military. You, you know, you're patriotic. Uh, what led to believing in flat earth? Because it just seems like it would go against everything that you might have believed. Everything. You said you wanted to land on the moon. Okay. Right. And, you know, how'd you do that? Right. I wanted to be the first woman to walk the moon. Right. Because I thought that was really interesting. Like no woman had walked the moon before. And, and then we had never really gone back to the moon. You know, that was another whole thing. But um, so how did it start for me? Um, so uh, in 2010, my husband was killed. He was killed riding his bicycle. But prior to him dying, um, he, he had talked to me about these moon landings. He had seen this documentary called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. Yes. And I thought, uh, you're absolutely insane. Because of course, you know, Buzz Aldrin, he's my alumni. Why would he lie? You know, why would these guys make it up? It makes no sense. And um, and so I was just like, no way. I went into flat earth kicking and screaming. I'm like, you guys are nuts. You're all freaking nuts. And a bit, um, so, um, so like I said, so earlier that year, 2010, he had watched the funny thing happen to on a way on the way to the moon and planted that seed in me of like, well, the the moon landings are fake. Um, and so then again, like in 2010, he passed away. And um, I really didn't pick that pick, pick that back up until around 2014, 2015, yeah. when a really good friend of mine, Rob Skiba, um, and I, I, he's a good friend of me now, but I was a follower of him, you know? And he starts talking about this flat earth stuff. And I'm like, you gotta be joking. This is insane. You are such a good truther. I mean, he's brilliant. He's also military. He also was a helicopter pilot. I was never a helicopter pilot, but I'm saying like he has these amazing credentials. And I'm like, are you serious right now? You're going to ruin everything. You're doing such incredible work in this truth movement. And he had incredible information about the giants. That's a, not a fun rabbit hole to go down. Um, yeah. We've talked about that. Oh, that's a good one. I, I got to watch that one. Um, yeah, so I thought that. I said to prove him wrong. I'm like, fine, I'll take this challenge and I will prove you all wrong. I'll show that you're all wrong. And anybody who says that will become a flat earther. And so that's exactly what happened. I started looking into this, digging, digging, digging and looking below the surface. And I'm like, oh my God, the earth is not what they've been t telling us. And if they could fake the moon landings, right? I said, they could fake anything. And, and I think you know, there was a political reason is everybody in on it. No, not everybody knows. Again, like the general doesn't know what the private, you know, like that whole thing. The general keeps his little compartment and the private, you know, it's kind of an open book, but the private doesn't know what's going on behind the, the, the doors of the general. Right. The Manhattan Project certainly was picked, you know, pulled off. Not everybody knew that. So it just became this big giant, oh my God moment where i was like the earth is flat and now what do i do what do i do with that yeah i mean when 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 i first started researching it and we've we've been doing the conspiracy 420 show for a year and a half now mm -hmm. and we've discussed everything from you know giants to the ark of the covenant okay yes. and, and I, oh, I love that and uh, yeah i'll send you the link um you know when you when you start to wrap your head around the flat earth concept okay and that you know this could be true and and that you know they've been hiding this for centuries and 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 then you wonder why 
it makes you kind of like you got to look at every conspiracy out there now. Okay. Because if they could do that, then nothing is true. Okay. And, and, and what I noticed, and I mentioned this before the show, when we were chatting before the show is this just creates this topic creates so much anger. People. <laughs> no, really. It's funny. I had people, I had people calling me up. What the hell are you doing? Okay. Calling me up being like, this is insane. You believe this crap? Okay. You know, and I'm like, listen, you know, we talk about conspiracies. We talk about all kinds of things. There's no reason why this can't be true. There's a lot of evidence. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you what I asked the other two guests over the last couple of weeks. What do you think is the biggest proof of flat earth? Yeah, I, I, you know, I did hear your show, so oh. I, I echo the same answer as you know David Weiss that we see too far. I mean, there's a lot of proofs. Okay, we yeah. could start there, but if there is no curve, there is no ball, and we use their equations. And in my documentary coming out, you're going to see um, the experiments that we conducted, and anybody can go and do this. And they're, you know, go over a lake, go look. Go test this out yourself. Right. Um, you know, not all of us are pilots. Not all of us understand gyroscopes and how you know they. There's you know, rigid in space. No force acts upon a gyroscope. No one can go verify that really, unless you're a pilot and you can just get testimony from pilots and things like that, um, which is a really good proof. But you know, there's so many Coriolis and uh, you know, sniper. A sniper, depending on you know what's the, where's the fastest place that the Earth is spinning. At the equator, that's the fastest. Equator, point. yeah, right. Where, where is it not equator. spinning? If it's on a ball, where is it not spinning? At the the, the poles. The poles, supposedly right. poles, right? Now imagine a sniper, any any combat situation, and he goes to shoot. He has to figure out well first, where am I on this globe? Because the speed is going to be different wherever you are, and which True. direction am I pointing? I mean, he's not going to think about that when he's in a combat situation. You know what I mean? He may have all these men coming out of different places. I mean, they're not thinking about those things. So there's a lot of things that, hey, what, whoa, whoa. And then, of course, that begs the question of, of why. Why would they lie to us? Yeah, that's that's what gets me the most out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, the for instance, uh, like the long-distance photography. Yes. Now that we have that, okay, and we can see past that so-called curve, okay, yeah. Uh, and 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 film things that really should be off the horizon, okay, mm -hmm. or beyond the horizon, and nobody questions it, you know. Right. And, and we're taught we're taught from two years old, three years old that we live on a globe, okay. I think people, you know, and what you were saying earlier about questioning things, mm -hmm. I think people don't question things anymore. Okay, right. enough, enough. Uh, but the it it. The big question is why? Why hold this back? Okay. And I touched on something last week. I guess you saw the show. Yeah. Where I read where I read that little paragraph about how I don't have it in front of me now, but how um, if we realized that we lived on a flat earth, that we would recognize there is a God. Okay. And you know, we are special creatures. And God created us. All right. And I kind of I kind of believe that. 
All right. I, I, I do because it, it makes it that makes sense to me when I hear that that explanation of it. Does that make sense to you, too? Absolutely. I mean, once you realize you live in a building, there has to be a builder. Yeah. And that puts a lot of people who are atheists back to, OK, that age old question. Where do we come from? Why are we here and where are we going? And, and so it, yeah. Go I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's OK. I mean, it just absolutely. Um, changes atheists into, whoa, I got to look at this. And, um, you know, I wanted to touch on a point you made. Um, you know, they make, these, they make these things so far out of reach, 93 million miles away is how far the sun is. You know, we're corkscrewing through space and all these odd things. Yeah. They call it rocket science. And immediately when you are conditioned to hear the word rocket science, you think, well, that's too hard for me. I can't, I can't, I can't put my, yeah. mind, my mind around that. And so most people just are like, these people are so smart. Who am I to question it? You know, they sent me pictures. So of course they're real. Right. Um, but we question the government. We say, has the government ever lied to us? And we're like, yes, the government's lied to us. And so then we see NASA.gov and we're like, oh, we don't question it at all. They're telling us the truth. And to me, it's just, it begs the question of if we are truly going to be um, holding people accountable, follow the money. You'll see it's always about the money or power. Um, so why would they lie to us? Well, they make $52 million a day. I mean, yeah. uh, and I think maybe their intention at first was to be like, okay, um, we got to get a race. We got to hurry up. We got to make sure we're the biggest superpower in the world. So we don't really have time to go to the moon supposedly. And so we better fake it. You know, I mean, we're not, this isn't a new concept. There have been people questioning this whole moon landing since the days, you know, it, it happened. And it all goes back to this idea that if we can, can call somebody a conspiracy theorist and discount them, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you don't make any sense at all. You're just a conspiracy theorist. When you realize, well, that term was weaponized right after the Kennedy assassination. Yes. The CIA a, invented that term, right? They did. To, they to, stop term people from, to stop people from questioning the assassination. Yeah. They discount us. And so, yeah. um, so it's about power. It's about control. And at the end of the day, it's about if we live in a building, there has to be a builder. So why are they hiding God? Why are they hiding? Because if they, hi if they hide God, okay, um, then they can control you. Okay, then yeah. your allegiance is to them, all right, instead of, yeah. instead of it being God, all right? right. And that, that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, kind of, yeah. I've been telling the past guests I've been on the fence with it, and, and mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of still on the fence, but I'm, I'm getting it, okay? But the one, the, the one thing that, that really moves me is that, that one thing about how if we realized we were on a flat earth, we would recognize there is a creator and like you say a builder okay yes. so that that makes so much sense sense to me um all right um let's get into what's going on today okay sure. all right and that is this 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 terrible pandemic um i'm gonna just give you a little bit of what i think and then you can jump in all right now obviously i believe this this virus exists there are people that say it doesn't i know people that have died so i believe that it does exist um but i think that the world especially the united states is using it as a political tool okay to basically do a 
bloodless coup in this country. Okay. Um, Donald Trump is hated. And I'm not going to praise or, or put down Trump at this point. Most people know where I stand anyway, but that's not the point here. Okay. Uh, the powers that be, I believe, want to remove him from office at all costs. And I think that this pandemic has been used as a tool to do that. I think it's in your face. If you don't see it, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know. Um, also, it's about controlling people. Uh, the, the, the kind of draconian, uh, in certain states of the United States, not everywhere, draconian rules and stuff that have been put out uh, to control people, namely the mask wearing. It's funny, I'm, we're in New York City and we got, we got hit hard with Corona in the beginning, okay? Uh, it was it was scary. I, I, I like I said, I knew people that died, and uh, nobody knew what was going to happen. But but you know, there's only so much you can do, okay? In any situation, I mean, he, I think that so many mistakes were made here. Uh, Governor Cuomo is is praised all over the country. I don't know how they treat him in California, but I have family in the Midwest, and 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 they think he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. All right. And I, I'm here in New York, and I never liked the guy anyway. Never liked his father, never liked him, but that's a whole other story. But I think that he has made a lot of mistakes, including getting thousands of people killed in nursing homes. Do you know about that? I've heard about that. I've yeah. heard about Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, he, he put out a, you know, a decree saying that people have to, people that have coronavirus in nursing homes will treat them. Now, that's insane, because what do you have in nursing homes? You have old and sometimes sick people, okay? And they, they thousands, talking 10,000 people in New York died from that, all right? So, and it also happened in New Jersey, which doesn't get talked about that much either. Um, you are in California, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and a blue state, okay, a Democrat mm -hmm. state. Same as New York. Um, you notice across the country that the blue states are the ones that are doing all the draconian methods. Now, yeah. what do you think about all that? Oh, there's a lot to unra unravel in that. There's a lot yeah. to unravel. Um, okay, so what do I think about that? Um, you have to study history. You know, we forget, we forget history, don't we? We, yeah. uh, we have no idea what it's like to be ruled by dictators. We have no we idea. Don't. And so we're not used to that. Um, we're not used to draconian measures. We're not used to, we don't, half the people in the United States don't even know what their amendments are. Right. What are the amendments? Um, and so now you have this um, virus, let's call it that. Uh, you know, I have my I have my ideas of you know what's going on. Can, can, um, can you share what you what you think? Do you do you, do you agree with someone I said or, or no? Oh you? yeah, I agree with you. It's go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so okay. Mulberry Street, they got all these um, outside restaurants. Yeah, we were Atlantic City. You can eat outside. You can do everything outside, but then you can gamble inside. But you can't eat inside inside or drink inside. But you can gamble outside. What's the deal with that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot here. This is where it all falls apart for me. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Okay, so you can wear a mask, get the mask everywhere, but you go into a restaurant and you can take off your mask and you can slobber all over. You can like spread your germs all over. Yeah. And magically in a restaurant, you're protected. Wait, why makes is no that? Sense. Makes it makes no sense. sense. The second thing that really falls apart for me is when you have people who could wear toilet paper over their face. Oh, or bandanas or whatnot, right? Yeah. Which I, you know, I, I, I have my position on that whole situation as well. But, but the fact that it's not about the mask, it's about compliance. Because clearly, if you're in a restaurant, you take off your mask and you can slobber all over, then whatever, it, it just falls apart for me. What well, um, my, my my thing is, Shelley, um, yeah. when we locked down in New York City, okay. Uh, that was on St. Patrick's Day, and me, me and him had a, a pod, two podcasts that day yeah. on, on the Rock Show, and that was like we couldn't believe the bars closed because we always did the podcast from the bars down here in the East Village. Um, but what they were saying was we need to shut down because you could be asymptomatic, you might not know you have it, and you're spreading it all over the place, and that created like massive panic. Because it was like, okay, we, you look all right, but I don't know if you got it, okay? And everybody was looking at each other, and it, it was weird. It was weird, okay? And, you know, scary. And then we, we went through these months, and now, I guess it was about a month or two ago, they said that asymptomatic is so rare, you don't even got to worry about it. Who so came out why with are that? we still closed? Right. If masks okay. work, if masks agenda. work. Yeah. It's an agenda. It is an agenda. Rob's right. There's a if total agenda behind it. Most this. people only wear the mask, only wear the mask because they have to go and get stuff from yeah. the grocery store. They just put it on. They have to go get stuff. They get it out. They take it off. You know, I read some stupid article that says if you're going to have sex, you need to wear a mask. I'm like, oh, you're good. The guy, takes, the guy doesn't even take the condom. He put the mask. I, 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 I posted this meme. Oh my god! It's yeah, insane. it was. It was like you know, sex in 2020 was instead of pulling out a condom, you put on a mask. A mask. Yeah. And it's just it's asymptomatic people. It's the the spread is rare. But now all of a sudden we're going to ignore science or whatever. They're like, well, you're a science denier. And then we we listen to science. And then they say, well, they weren't right on that. You have Fauci going back on 60 Minutes saying people should not be wearing masks around yeah. here. Yeah, that was back they in February. Right, they'll make him feel better, but it's really not this or that. And of course he he backed up by saying we don't want to have a shortage for our medical whatever. Fine. But then you have the who that says the same thing and they stand by that. Or, or, and then they switch this flip-flop stuff. You know, yeah. we're talking about science. We're supposed to be able, we have the best of the best, right? And they're supposed to be, it's supposed to be repeatable and all this other stuff. And they flip-flop. And they say, just, you can use a towel. You can use a t-shirt. You can use a bra strap or whatever. You can use all these things. How, how is that going to work? I mean, a virus goes right through that. It makes it, and so you know you have this idea that it's a virus that is spreadable, and you know you have other doctors coming out saying no, that's not what's happening here. You look at the numbers; the numbers don't match up. But well, those doctors get censored. They get censored. They get censored. You know what's funny? I love it that Fauci about the first pitch, <laughs> and what's the first thing you got with him? He's hanging out with his people, wear his mask. As soon as, he's off. Fucking chin. As, soon as right. he's off camera, right. he, puts the, he puts the mask down. As soon as right. he's off camera. 
Yeah, so yeah. that's so it begs the question, are we being fooled here? And if so, what's the bigger agenda? What is the bigger always ask why? What is the bigger agenda? Why would they fake it? Why would they tell us this? What is behind all this? Smoke and mirrors. Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that you know people don't get sick. Uh, but one of the things that came out was Italy. Everybody who died of the coronavirus, most people, like 90 some percent, was that they had pre-existing conditions. You could have yeah. I got that you could get hit by a car. And if you tested positive for coronavirus, it would go as corona. There's also other things that these doctors came out with saying that they were just marking corona, 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 so they could get funding. They could get that's, more money. That's so true. In the in the stimulus package that they passed a couple months ago, okay, where we got that twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. All right. There's there's a whole. Uh, you can read it. You can look it up online. Where hospitals get extra money for COVID deaths. So everything became a COVID death. All right. I had I, I there's a, a friend of ours that we we know from the bar that uh, her brother-in-law died of lung cancer, and then the doctors tried to put it down as a COVID death. He didn't have COVID. He had lung cancer. He died at home. Okay. And yeah. she said, "If you do this, I don't want you to do this. If you do this, we're gonna sue." Yeah. And, and she backed, you know, the, the, the hospital backed off, okay, and didn't do that. But that's what's been going on, okay? So uh, yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. So yeah, George Flo, George did, he, did he die from the cop choking him or did he <laughs> die from COVID-19? Because they yeah. were saying he had COVID-19. For, for a minute, for a minute, <laughs> they actually were saying he was asymptomatic. Yeah. Oh my God! I heard that report. Oh I can't God. forget that. I heard that like, report. It's ridiculous. You know they tried. Wow. I, I don't think it stuck. I don't even know if it was true. But, they but say they, he for had a COVID. day or so, they were saying he had COVID nineteen as asymptomatic. So I'm like, yeah. what? Like, why would that even? I mean, the horrible thing that happens. Why would that even matter? But they okay. still said it. Which they, is said it. they said and it. And that's the other. That's the other thing. They tested a mango that came up positive for COVID nineteen. A mango? Yes. <laughs> Dog a mango, which really is. I mean, look. I'm not saying that there doesn't exist this SARS like. It, it, it is a SARS disease. Right. And what's interesting too is that there was this. Um, Called Event 201 that was put out by in October of 2019, or it was 2019. Um, you had these medical professionals all got together with John Hopkins, and they they basically did a mock run on a COVID like virus that broke out and what they were gonna do and this like role play of all these things, disaster right. right. Isn't it interesting how all of this is coming out? Yes, yeah. it's, it's called event. 201 and it's john hopkins and they have to come up with a vaccine and and they you know they're gonna sh you know kind of censor the the internet which they're doing yes so they, they they're <laughs> scrubbing you could be surprised there's a lot of things that i saw on youtube a few months ago you can't find them no you can't, no, find, them. You can't okay. find it it's gone right. and, and um it, it's amazing it's 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 amazing yeah amazing is not even the, the right word it's not strong enough it's just disgusting it's horrible i mean it's it it we're being like taken over in a way, you know. You, yeah. you remember the movie? You remember the movie They Live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Rowdy Rod Piper or whatever. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When he sees the, the glasses, obey yeah, and all obey. that stuff. This is kind of what we're living through. Yeah, but the right. problem is now, be from Maine. Be. 
What is it? B-O-M. Black yeah. Lives Matter, Beef Romaine. That's what the Chinese have. Oh, the Chinese. You know, it's it's it does. It's like ridiculous. Like there were people in New York City that never had Black Lives Matter. Once people started disjointing every single billboard, Black Lives Matter. Well, that's the artist. That, it that's, was that's a thing. it was incredible how much shit went up. Yeah, we. Yeah. And all it meant, don't destroy my shit. Right. You know, they, a lot they, of people. They would put BL. They, yeah. uh, they would put that they supported so nobody would wreck their their storefront. Oh, man. You know. And guess it, what? Now they got nothing like that. They off. They open the windows. They everything's the windows open. open. Nothing about Black Lives Matter. It's amazing. How, how you know, the country is in trouble. I mean, we look at this country. We are in big trouble because there's so much being, you know, going on. At the you same had these time. rallies where everybody was rallying and they weren't wearing masks. And, you know, so that's another one. It's like- But that was okay. That was okay. That was okay. And so where is the, you know, where's the line in the sand, you know? And then beyond all that, if masks work, why are all these small businesses getting shut down? Why? I mean, these businesses are hurting. And, and then that brings me back to the whole NASA question. The, during that stimulus package, guess who got a bunch of money? NASA. NASA got a bunch of money during this whole COVID relief. What do they, what do they have to do with it? Nothing. Right. And so my thing is like, here, you have these businesses that are getting shut down. You have this small businesses where people can't work or they don't want to work because they're getting too much more for unemployment. So you have these small businesses that are trying to make it happen. And then they have all these regulations put on these small businesses where they just can't do it. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm going to go so far to say, I think it's another giant social experiment. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like I was saying before, but, yeah. but it, it, I think that they, at least in New York city and probably in a lot of big cities that are, Democrat run, they want to, they want to get rid of the mom and pop. They want to get rid of mom and pop stores, independent business people. Uh, if it was up to the mayor of New York City, who's who's the biggest piece of garbage I've ever seen He's in my life, shit. yeah, uh, he he. If it was up to him, he would have you know Applebee's everywhere. It would be it, it would be just like chain stores, chain. You know that's what he wants because. The little, the little bars and stuff like that, they're all independent. They can't control them. They can't control the people that go there. They can't control how they think, okay? Right down to the clientele. They want to get rid of them, okay? Right. And also, I think there's that whole other conspiracy, which I'm starting to, starting to believe a little bit, is that the depopulation of the world, okay? And, you know, bringing people into the cities to control them, okay? And what do you need if you're going to do that? You're going to need room, right? So you got to kill people. But then wow. you hear the Blasi, you hear fucking Cuomo crying that he wanted the rich people back. Yeah. You know what You know what I call this? This is the Amazon flu. <laughs> it's the Amazon flu. Who made more money than anybody Amazon. else? Amazon. Everybody's Amazon. buying stuff. I'm not yeah, going to go out. Right. All of that shit on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to all of my shit. It's the Amazon flu. Yeah. I want to make you enough money. <laughs> I want world domination. It's true. Like, you know, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos got pretty rich on office. Yeah, Grubhub, DoorDash, all these people um, who have to get food or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of course, people 
they are just gaining a bunch of weight because they're just eating. That's all they can do, stay home and eat. Um, if you exercise, you know, now I know some places in California, people are wearing masks when they're running. It just blows my mind. Oh, they're, they're, they're doing that here too. And they're, they're, they're driving in their cars along with the mask on. It's a right. joke. We, I laugh way, at people like that. In a way, it's like, okay, well, it kind of drives behavior where you're telling people just to eat more food because you don't have to wear a mask when you're eating. So more people think, okay, I'll just eat. And look eat. at me. Do I look like the kind of person I need to be told that I need more food? No, listen to me. I love your shirt. Your shirt is hilarious. It's awesome. 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 All right. Now, you know, you you actually got into some controversy recently, a couple months ago, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, you decided to, to go into a store without a mask. Right. Well, okay. tell, well, to, to like tell, every, tell everybody what happened when you. Yeah, what happened? So I was walking. Um, I was walking. Um, I didn't have my vehicle with me, and I had to get some personal girl things. Okay, and I stopped at the store, and I didn't know because there's there were other stores that were open that didn't require a mask, and I when I exercise, I don't wear, I don't bring a mask, and I don't wear a mask because I can't wear a mask. Like it's this the circular theory of like. I don't wear masks because medically, number one, I've been told they don't work. Number right. two, uh, you know, I have reasons why I don't wear them. Uh, and number three, I had private things I had to go get. And so I was like, I was kind of caught off guard to be totally you honest. The other thing, they should have a mask for you anyway. Well, I wouldn't even wear it. So. But I mean, the supermarket technically should have a mask. If you don't have a mask, they should have a mask yeah, for you. They probably did have one. I don't know. If and I don't think I don't think they did because that guy was very arrogant. I seen the video <laughs> and that guy had nothing. He was like, so they to to their credit, like uh, they did. They were polite, and I don't blame them. And I don't really blame the backlash of everyone getting pissed off at me. But so the story is, is I I get up there and um. I didn't see a sign even. I didn't even see a sign. And the guy's like, you, have to, you can't wear a mask and you have to talk to my manager about it. I'm like, can I record you? you know, I'm a producer, I'm a director. So of course I always want to record things as I'm doing things. Right. So he says, and so I'm like, could you please tell us, you know, could you please tell me? He's like, you gotta have a mask. I'm like, okay, then I need to talk to your manager. Immediately I got coined the Karen, which whatever, I get, whatever. Um, I don't think how Karen has become like the most like hated term. If you're caring, you're all these things. And so I was like, okay. And then he's like, well, I could shop for you. And that, that's great. But I have to get some things that maybe I don't want you to see. And and I've had my identity stolen. I'm not really comfortable just giving you my credit card. I didn't have cash. I was walking. I just need to run and get a few things. And again, like other stores in that area weren't requiring masks. And so I was just taken aback by that. And I'm like, well, where does it show that? Show me, show me the sign. And, and he was kind of fed up with me and I was kind of annoyed and I, I am a freedom fighter. Look, I will speak up for the people who can't wear them. Let's just say masks work. Let's just pretend they do, okay? And maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know. Personally, I've seen a lot of studies from the WHO and of course we, we covered all that. But let's assume that they do. What about the people who can't wear them? Should they be socially shamed? Should they be called no. every name in the book? I had a guy say, I'm gonna put a plastic bag over your head and cinch it at the neck and that'll be your mask. It's like, okay, well, yeah. I understand I was a little fired up and I was, I'm a passionate person. And the other thing is I can't hear very well in one of my ears. And so I tend to repeat things back to make sure I understood what the guy was saying. So when I said, you know, oh, you're happy? 
you know, I was trying to understand. I can't read. I read lips, but I couldn't read his lips because he had the mask on. So it was hard for me to hear. And that's another thing. What about people who can't hear and they need to read lips? You know, it's unbelievable to me. Right. And so I'm fine. And, and then some of the backlash was like, oh, well, you could, you know, personal things, Karen. Why don't you just, you know, people are going to see you getting your personal things. I'm like, well, there are, there's no checkout. But regardless, I'm going to have some guy go and buy some private things as a woman for me that I, you know, I just, I wasn't expecting it. I was completely taken off guard. And, um, and I will say this, they, they did act professionally. They acted great. I was charged. I'm an emotionally charged person anyway. You know, I get passionate about what I believe and things. And I'm a freedom fighter. So I care about people with disabilities. I have one. I was medically discharged. And um, I've gone through a lot of, of help with my condition to where yeah. oxygen, I need oxygen to breathe. I. What about the people who've been raped and a hand has gone over their face and they, yeah. to the point of asphyxiation, they can't breathe. What about them who can't wear them? Should they be socially called selfish? And no, they said, well, then you just need to order. At, you need to order that. You just need to have. So anyway, um, that's how it went. And it went viral. Oh, my God. Did it go viral? Like, so many people were emotionally upset with me. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I was. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Up, you know? yeah. It was. And. Whatever, you know, I yeah, appreciate I just, what I did. I took over the job. <laughs> it's okay. Just yeah, so thank you for allowing me the chance to talk about that. Thank you for allowing me the chance to talk about it to my yeah, side yeah. story. I've been, um, you know, again, I'll say that, you know, they acted professionally. They were just doing their job. I get that. Uh, for me, I was frustrated and you know, you couldn't see my face. When I was talking to the kid, I, I was thinking, hey, he's dancing around. He's happy. He's, you know, making the most of the situation. Yeah. And so, you know, but at the same time, I was kind of pissed because I'm like, what about the people who can't wear a mask? And how come you're the only store that doesn't, you know, is doing this? I wasn't prepared right. uh, for that. And it just, oh, it went crazy. It it went no, I handle, you know how I handle this situation? I won't wear a mask. I wear my mask, but I won't have no pants. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I wear my mask, but I have no pants. So, you know, what do you want? Yeah, one or the other. One or the other. I wear a mask, but I better have no pants. I love it. But, you know, yeah, seri awesome. Seriously, though, for a second, is is <laughs> um, it's a it's amazing to me how we've spent the last, like, I guess, maybe 10, 15 years uh, pushing these HIPAA laws, privacy laws, okay? Right. And with COVID, that's out the window. Because the people window. people are being named with it. People are being accused. People are saying, oh, you have it. Well, that, that's if I have it, it's oh, my... Wow. I didn't think of that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and, and they want, like, even... Oh. Even like this checkpoint thing that they're going to be starting here in New York City. That's not going to work. Okay. Let's say they pull over somebody and the guy's got it. Okay. Now, what are they going to do? Are they going to say, turn around and go home? Or, or are they going to like detain him somewhere? Are they going to grab him up? What if he refuses to go? What if it becomes a fight and he gets shot? Okay, so what if you get a free hotel room? I totally got the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> You're digging that, right? 
But really, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're giving up our rights. Yeah, no, nah, it's fucked up. Okay, over this. And listen, we had a flu 100 years ago. The Spanish influenza killed a million people worldwide. Uh, we didn't shut down. We had 1969, between 68 and 69, a million people died of the Hong Kong flu. We didn't shut down. We went to the moon that year, supposedly. Okay? Uh, supposedly. Hollywood studio. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was in the James Bond movie, Diamonds Off Forever. Yeah. Remember that part? Where you, Everywhere. You, driving through it? Everywhere? You know. Yeah. Uh, in, in on the, top of in, the world, too. That song, "On Top of the World" by yes. uh, Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah, uh, ten, wow. ten, year, ten years ago, when when Obama was president, they had the swine flu, that killed a lot of people worldwide. We didn't shut down. We're yeah. not we're not even at those levels yet. Yeah, Ebola, Ebola, Ebola. I mean, Ebola would have been horrible if that right. was a pandemic. Oh my God, bleeding from your eyeballs. But right. so, why did we shut down for this the way we did? Well. I'm convinced if Donald Trump wasn't president, if it was Hillary Clinton, if she had won, it would have been handled totally differently. It would have been handled like every other disease that's come along every few decades that kills a lot of people. Look, uh, you know, it, it it's they've been talking about this kind of thing for years. They've yes. been saying we're due for something. OK, oh, oh, you know, then you got to wonder why now? That's the whole other yeah. thing. Why not? Well, I, I always question timing. Right. Timing. Follow the money and look at the timing. Absolutely. Well, you know, Donald Trump is the commander in chief. And I'm a veteran. So I see him not wearing a mask. And I'm thinking, look, he's the commander in chief. Okay. Um, he doesn't need to wear a mask. He gets tested every day and people around him get tested every day. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, I don't even know about these tests because they have so many false positives. And yeah, and what are they really doing? Do you have to go that far deep into the body cavity to get the color is like right here on my mouth, and I need a mask because I'm gonna spread it. How far deep do you need to go down in the nose cavity to give sample? Like, that's another question I want to know. Like, uh, it's kind of weird. I'm not a doctor, but um, but yeah. So the timing is very pertinent. You know, there's one thing that I will say, and this is from Mark Sargent. He's so, uh, you know, he nailed this. Yeah. He called this. He said, hindsight is 2020, isn't it? Hindsight so, is 2020. So there's some like really interesting thoughts about that. Hindsight is 2020. And, um, you know, we're all going to look back and be like, damn, I saw all the signs, didn't I? We saw it coming, didn't we? We saw how they slowly took away our power, slowly took away our um, freedoms. And, and we didn't stand up. And of course, I'm a freedom fighter. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the amendments. I believe in of all those things. And you know, we will we will really soon learn that we allowed this to happen. We allowed them to take away our power. And all it needed was one little thing, a virus that is 99.9% effectively cured. Um, of course, you know, we how do you fight against that? How 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 can they even go back at this point? No, they're going to take this as far as they can go. As far uh, as they can go. Whether, yeah. it, whether it's political, whether it's motivated by the election, we don't know. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are kind of like curious. Now, I, my question is, what's next? What are they gearing up for? Uh, well, first, 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 we always say the next is first you know contact. What, you know what I think? <laughs> oh, I think. Project Blue. The next day is going to be um, 2025. 
March 2025, listen to me, March 2025, the day that currency would no longer be available, everything's going to be by your social media. Hmm. I really think they're moving to the whole social media. Yeah, kind of did it. And um, everybody's going to be counted by the social media count, how many people you have, how many people like. And I think oh. that's going to happen between March of 2025 and um, it's a day that I've been looking at, like the numerology, the counting of the numbers, the the planning. We yeah. have a change shortage. You can't get changed now. You got to have exact change. Or you lose it. Is, you can't carry money no more. Well, that's the thing. I think they're going to use this to, they'll say money is dangerous. It carries money. Money has the corona. <laughs> yeah, money has they're the corona. Like that, right? They're saying the surface is dirty. Well, they're already doing that. Um, yeah. You talked a little bit about the David Weiss. I heard that on his show. And so I echo the same sentiments that they're already doing that. You can't go through like Dutch Bros or a coffee shop. And they're just, you know, you have to. You have to have a card to be able to, they want to track us. That's evident. So how do you track people with cash? You really can't. And so how do you, um, you do it? You, well, you have their credit card, you follow their phones, you, you spy on them. We've already known yeah. that that's going on. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting date. I think it's already going to happen. Uh, you know, right now we can spy on our phone more than any other country in the world. I know. Isn't that yeah. sad? In the, in the land of the home of brave? And nobody say that day. It's like me. I was telling my dad, I never thought I would live to the day that Pike from Star Trek would be our president. Biden. Biden is Pike oh. from Star Trek. They roll him out there. They're gonna roll wow. him out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's very politically charged out there. There's um. If they're trying, you know, regardless of whether or not I think Trump did a good job or whatnot, you know, they're they're. At the end of the day, you look at this and you're thinking, why now? And and this whole money thing, you know, because he was talking about the debt. Remember when he first became president, he's like, yeah. if we reach the certain, we're done, it's over. And we've gone beyond all that now. That's that. That's that, yeah. So they're just trying to use it as a, a political maneuver, possibly. But yeah, it will be cashless. Um, I want to go back to a point I think you made, Mike, was about the whole get everybody into the cities kind of a thing. Yeah. And then there is an Agenda 21 that a lot of people don't know. This is a UN agenda where it's called Stack and Pack, yes. where they put everybody from the, the you know, this, the country, the country into, the city, into the cities. Yeah. Take over the waterways, shut down the parks, take over the beaches, do all these things, and look at what we're seeing. And nobody yeah. questions it because we don't know. Americans are dumbed down. They don't read history. Their schools have been completely demolished. And so we have Here's a here's a yeah, scenario that I think is very possible. I think that the election will be a disaster. I think mm -hmm. that we may not know who is president that night. Okay, no, no. we might not we know for know some time. Wow. The longer we know, it just well, happened in New York. That one guy. Well, He's right. Wow. I mean, mail-in ballots and all that stuff. But the, the longer that we don't know, okay, the more chance I think we have for some kind of civil war breaking out. Okay. Yeah. And when when that happens, I think you're going to see the UN get involved, and that's what you're talking about. Okay? Fuck the UN. We need to get rid of the UN. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think the UN. We need to take our country back. If, it, if we start seeing a civil war break out in the United States, serious civil war, I think the other countries would use the UN to intervene. You would see troops on the ground, 
that kind of stuff. No, I don't, wow. I don't think they'll get that far. I think the U.S. will stop the U.N. right away. I don't, what, have, what if they can't, Rob? They have nothing. What do they have to do? Where the U.N.? With the U.N.? No, I mean, Who's yeah, the U.N.? Obviously the, building the United is, States is the U.N. The we thought these motherfuckers. This was going to happen. Well, they live in New York. York. Get the fuck out of our country. The U.N. right there in New York. I think that they are there, aren't they? They the, have that. Yeah, no, the, the building is there, but they, I, I, I mean, there. they have all the places and they. That doesn't mean we can't draw the motherfuckers out. We should have done that a long time ago. I was deployed to Haiti in 1995. I went to Haiti, and yeah. guess what color helmet we wore? White. A blue helmet. The blue helmet. Animations, and at that, that point, was the same thing that did Samadia doing uh, Black Hawk Down and all the three. There were yeah. blue helmets. They weren't really a right. blue helmet. They were right. Yeah. Interesting, right? I mean, really good points about the UN. I mean, all of that is, you know, here's the thing. I love what you guys are doing. You're trying to wake people up with these things and saying, hey, look, people, this is our life. This is our future and our children's future. And, you know, not to get like, on a big soapbox speech here, but it's we're running out of time. If we comply and constantly say, look, I want my country to be free. I want my children to be able to breathe oxygen, the very breath of life that the Father in heaven gave us to breathe. We've lived with viruses our entire life. Our, that our entire existence de deals with bacteria. I mean, if you're afraid of bacteria, don't eat yogurt. You know what I mean? Like we are living in this. Yes. So get I have a virus. It's called my ex-wife. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was about 128 oh. pounds that I got rid of. <laughs> I'd like to really thank you for coming thank on. You were fantastic. You. Definitely the prettiest guest we've ever had. We have. We Nobody's have. prettier than Mike. This is a no, you guys rocking it, man. Come on. <laughs> thank you. So no, really, I thank you. And, and you know, um, you filmed, you, you said you were in post-production. Yes. Okay. Please let us know when that comes out. We'll I would love to. Thank okay. you so much. And we, we yeah. will have you on again. And uh, we wish you the best of luck with everything. You You're not a Karen. You're not. No, well, thank you. You know, I think I feel bad for people who are named Karen because it's a beautiful name. Yeah, I know. When they're hating. You know what they're it is? They're hating it. You're a freedom fighter. You're a person yeah. that speak up. You don't take nobody's bullshit. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that they just take bullshit now. We we're getting fed. We get this full fed a bunch of bullshit. Enough, enough of this shit. This and you're not, you're not taking it. That's great. Not taking it. No. And we just thank you guys. I had a great time. I would love to come back anytime. Hey, okay. and if you're ever in New York, come find us. I'm come, coming to find you guys. I love you. Text me. <laughs> Drinks coming your way. Don't yeah. All right. I'm a professional right. bartender. We're, I can get you really? drunk wherever we're, you want. We're professional <laughs> drunks, trust me. <laughs> All right, man. Hang on to the room. Right. Best of luck to you. Take Best care. God bless. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye, guys.